Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Members Exclusive Podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Monday the 26th of June, just past half past 11 this morning, and the market is staging a little bit of a comeback. We're down 13.7 points or 0.19%, 7,085.5. We did have a low this morning of 7,060.6, so we're around 28 points off that low. Uh, that we saw this morning. So a little bit of uh, stability creeping into the market. Of course, a lot of uh, digestion going on today on the events that took place in Russia over the weekend. So some talk about that in the market today. Two sectors that are doing relatively well on the back of that is the oil and gas sector with, of course, problems or potential problems, at least anyway, to supply coming out of Russia. Woodside's up 0.6%. The goal The oil price is up slightly in Asian trade, and the gold's also getting a little bit of uh, interest as well today, with Newcrest up 1.1% and Northern Star up 1% as well. But the market is fighting back. Early losses in BHP and Rio around double what they are now. BHP now only down 0.7% and Rio down around 0.7%. As far as headlines go today, we have had a little bit of corporate action out today. We've had some results out from Metcash, uh, which have been well received by the market. Metcash, of course, is uh, IGA uh, for all intents and purposes, up 5.3% this morning. The underlying profit was up 4.6%, and the dividend was raised uh, by 4.7%. So some good news there, and that stock doing quite well today. One doing not quite so well today is Lark Distilling. Uh, down around 16% this morning. Of course, Lark has had its share of troubles in the last few years, not least of which was the CEO with some uh, very embarrassing and criminal uh, videos being taken of him, uh, supposedly as part of some sort of uh, plot to blackmail him. But anyway, today the, uh, the new CEO has revealed an update on the forecast for the fourth quarter FY23 and FY23 sales. Net sales for the second half of 23 are forecast to be only 7.4 million, down from 9.6 million. 80% of the sales from Lark does come from local sales of their whiskey. There has been some talk as well about Lark actually uh, joining forces with Sullivan Cove, of course, that both of them Tasmanian whiskey producers. In other news this morning, a couple of Harry Kane portfolio candidates. One, uh, Silk Laser Australia is now being taken over again by West Farmers through their API business. They had previously bid for it and were outgunned and outbid by EC Capital. But uh, West Farmers have now come back through API and have agreed a $3.35 bid with SLA, that's Silk Laser Australia. And the stock is doing pretty well today. Uh, previously, uh, West Farmers had declined to match the EC capital bid, but now it seems as if they're happy to, and the terms have been uh, knotted out, and uh, the stock is up 17.4% today at $3.31, so not much in it as far as the bid goes. It's expected to be completed in November with uh, October vote. There are some break fees involved in this as well if the deal was scuppered by anybody, but it looks as if this one uh, could certainly be a done deal. EC Capital uh, in the background, of course. $3.31, 17.4% higher today. So a good result for them. 
But as I said earlier, some of the focus today on the Russian situation with the oil and gas uh, sectors today. But apart from that, not much else to get really excited about today. Some of the stocks doing well, though, today remain Satire, which has been one of the big, big winners recently. Uh, the chart is going uh, pretty nuts, certainly left to right in the right direction. Up another 5.9% this morning. Clearly, a luxury retailer that carries no stock is doing quite well at the moment. The rest of the winners today tend to be gold stocks. West Gold doing okay, 4% higher. Remelius, Silver Lake and uh, Resolute as well in the frame as the best big cap stocks today. As far as uh, big caps that are not doing quite so well, Parenti, which launched a bid for DDH. Now, it's a bit of a convoluted bid. It equates to about a dollar and one as at the previous close. It is a combination of cash and shares in Parenti, P-R-N, the stock code there, down 8.3% today, down 11 cents. Megaport also copped a downgrade today, down 5.4%. And some of the winners from last week are the likes of Latin Resources, which had a meteoric rise last week, coming under a little bit of profit-taking pressure today, down 10.7%. Sounds a lot in percentage terms, but it's only 3%. Argosy as well, uh, coming under some pressure, down 5%. And Weebit Nano, which again has been a big winner in recent weeks, starting the week not in such great style, down 4.8% there. As far as the newsletter goes today and Henry's take today, just discussing some of the lithium stocks that we were talking about last week in terms of the valuations in terms of tonnes uh, when you're looking at the market cap compared to the amount of tonnes they have in reserves. Uh, looking at Liontown, did value them at about $12 a tonne, which didn't seem an awful lot. But you can see uh, last week we did some work on the relative valuations of the relative stages of some of the bigger lithium explorers and soon-to-be producers with any luck. So that was uh, an interesting thing. You can always have a little look at that from last week. Uh, the other thing writing about today, of course, Macquarie, uh, their usual Monday lithium update. Interestingly, all their stocks in their universe in the lithium rare earth space and graphite to some extent are all outperform with the exception of one. Hastings Technology, HAS, is the only one. That has a neutral uh, recommendation on it, but everything else pretty good. Also in Henry's take today, just a little bit of a chart there on the valuation upside, uh, which remains for some of these lithium producers in terms of spot prices. So there is some uh, lithium upside uh, compared to their target prices that Macquarie have. So uh, that is always interesting to have a little look at that. Their top picks in the big caps remain Mineral Resources and Pilbara, uh, and also Patriot Battery Metals in the frame as well as one to keep an eye on. Uh, they do like that one. Interestingly, there was some media speculation over the weekend and in the Australian this morning that Patriot Battery Metals may be the subject of some sort of uh, M&A activity. Uh, the company has come out this morning and denied that. The stock is up 03 of a percent. Uh, they did respond to the media article this morning. They have engaged uh, Macquarie, apparently, as part of a deal to raise uh, their profile and also for the joint venture for the proposed processing facility. Uh, they also said that uh, in the article that a joint venture partner may also acquire the company, uh, Pilbara, 
uh, was mentioned in that article. But as I say, Patriot Battery Metals have responded to the media article saying it has not commenced a process that would have the effect of initiating a sale of any of its assets, nor the listed parent. It has appointed a range of advisors and key personnel and supporting its flagship-owned Corvette property. Other stocks they continue to like in the lithium space, AKE, that's Alchem, which of course is at the moment in uh, merger discussions, and that deal with Livent is very much live. Liontown they're also big fans of, uh, although their price target is only $3 and the stock is $2.80 at the moment. Uh, Global Lithium is another one that they think has got the best near-term exploration upside as well. But the biggest upside on the price target does seem to come from Piedmont Lithium. Interestingly, I saw uh, one member put up some uh, really good work on the Gascoigne Lithium uh, space. Uh, That is uh, an area that's certainly uh, creating a lot of uh, excitement at the moment, and there are a number of players there. Delta Lithium is one player there in the Gascoigne that has been creating a bit of excitement. It's off a bit today, uh, 3.4% down, but nonetheless, not, uh, not a bad performance last week for Delta Lithium. Of course, last week we did have that big fall in the market, uh, especially uh, on Thursday and Friday, big drop in the market, and it has certainly dented confidence. One of the things that uh, I've talked about today in Henry's Take is it did seem to coincide with the talk coming out from Jim Chalmers, the treasurer, in terms of uh, Phil Lowe and his position that the uh, treasurer would announce a new RBA governor in July. Now, he hadn't ruled out the Phil Lowe Uh, the present governor keeping his job or the extension to his contract beyond September. But certainly there has been a move to replace Phil Lowe, and it certainly has brought some uncertainty, I guess, into central bank policy in Australia. There are a number of front runners there, and the RBA has had some recommendations of how it can change. Uh, Michelle Bullock, who is the deputy head of the RBA, very much in the front running, as is Jenny Wilkinson, who is the finance department secretary, but it may be that an outsider needs to come into the RBA to shake things up a little bit and to put in place some of those recommendations that we saw from the inquiry. Did get the feeling that that was part of the uh, problem last week. Uncertainty never really helps. And of course, we do have the RBA very much on track or trying to be on track to kill that inflation. But of course, it's always hard when you have government stimulating And the Reserve Bank only has one weapon, really, which is that raising of interest rates. And, of course, by the time they've uh, raised them and broken the economy, uh, they've only just realised they've broken it because of the lag effect that we have got with interest rates. So um, just bear in mind. But it did seem coincidence that our market really started tumbling on sort of Wednesday uh, and Thursday after that uh, started hitting the wires that uh, Jim Chalmers was going to be naming the new governor of the RBA in July. As I said, it could still be Phil Lowe, but the market does hate uncertainty. And interestingly, this morning, uh, Matthew Grounds, who is one of the superstars of uh, broking funds management and the finance industry uh, from UBS now with Baron Joey, uh, said that uh, he didn't think it was a good idea to be changing horses at this stage and that Phil Lowe should really see through the... um, the interest rate rises that he has been pushing in place, but certainly something to bear in mind. A US check-in as always in uh, Henry's take today, although I haven't put in the uh, fear and greed because Marcus put that in on Saturday. 
So we'll just put in the GDP now number, which again doesn't really show that the US is heading for any kind of recession anytime soon. So interesting there. Bear in mind as well that the US market, they talk about the magnificent seven and a little bit of work on that in today's newsletter. Apple, Microsoft, NVIDIA, Amazon, Meta, Tesla and Alphabet make up the magnificent seven. I'm not sure who is Yul Brynner, but uh, certainly those seven have been the real uh, standouts in the US market. Historically, if the US market has a good first half through to June, if it climbs at least 10% through to June, then it does keep on going for the rest of the year. So that is certainly something to bear in mind. The NASDAQ 100 is on track for the best first half performance ever. So that is quite something to think about. Best first half performance ever from the NASDAQ 100. Of course, we haven't finished June, so there's still time for that to uh, to come a bit of a cropper. Certainly there are some years in the past, uh, looking around the turn of the century, 99-2000, where that NASDAQ did have pretty good performance as well. But uh, the first half apparently is a good omen for the rest of the year. Now, some of you may also have noticed today that we put in place some really nice looking and fantastic changes to our homepage. So I'd uh, love you to have a little look at that. And of course, end of financial year at the moment. So always a good time to remember to renew your membership if you haven't done already. To get all the benefits of Marcus today, we'd love to have you on board, of course, for another year. Uh, we're always delighted that so many members choose to renew their membership and stay with us and be part of the community. Anyway, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. We'll be back again this afternoon, of course, with our free end of day report. Until then, have a great day.